Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hold that up to the microphone so we can get that audio. Yeah. That'll be nice. Perfect. There's uh, our opener. That's our opener. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? My name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this is Amused Boosh. Oh, my gosh. What? So we have a very special guest in the building today. Who do we have in the building Um, So I have to, I'm going to share this first. We'll let him drink a little bit more of this beer before I make him start talking. But one of my favorite dishes that I've ever had in Charlotte was in Bardo. And it was a steak dish with like a kimchi butter carolina gold rice he's nodding his head because he understands and the steak was amazing but the thing is i don't give a shit about rice this rice was like some of the best rice no nay i'm gonna say it's the best rice that i've ever had i still don't even like i was upset about it at it being that good like i didn't even know rice could be that good exactly i'm not sure it'll ever be that good again it might not probably not unless i go back maybe uh, and see what they got on offer anyway Chef Michael Knoll of Bardo and Vana, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for letting me be here. I appreciate oh that. Yeah, we're happy we're to just, have you. Super um, I remember that dish. Yeah. So tell me the name of it, because I clearly don't remember well enough other than the visceral experience of joy and anger. That I yeah, experienced. that was on our a la carte menu when we f- right into our opening stages. And um, it went over very well. It was just dried aged beef yeah. that we did on the um, Comro Grill and... Like a boreo rice, so it was more like a risotto. Oh yeah, we made, we made like short grain. Yeah, and so we made a kimchi paste and sort of turned it into a porridge. Oh, <sighs> that's my jam. It went over very well. It was simple, but it was nice. And there was some some sort of decoration on top that was like a. It was a a, a twill. Like, yeah, yeah, it's seaweed wakame. <gasps> it was beautiful. Thank you. And I I had a moment. I, I was there with. Just say it, Jen. You had an orgasm. I, well, it was close, yeah. but I. <laughs> I had a moment where I was, I was with some friends of mine and we were sharing things and I got territorial. <laughs> I was like, I no longer want to share this one. <laughs> this, one is, this one is terrible. I don't look right. um, But okay, so obviously, like, as we've mentioned, Bardo has been around for a little while. and it- Four years on, our four-year anniversary was, we did our last dinner on the 4th. Of June. Of July. Of um, June, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, that was our awesome. four-year anniversary. Technically, it was, it was May, but we pushed it over to that Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, so that was our four-year anniversary. Time flies. Clearly How's it I, going? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are doing all right, I think, over It's there. going. It's been a long four years. Yeah. Restaurant business is like doggy years. Well, yeah, and you had a couple of years in there of- Those years didn't happen, The right? COVID, right? You were suspended so. animation. Yeah, how long was that? I don't- We're still, still apparently in going, but uh, I mean, well, really. it was a full year. Of yeah. shutdown. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. And now, you've got a second concept as well. We do. Was that open before the pandemic, Vana? No. So we, me and my partner started building that out during that process is when COVID hit. So we were in the building process. Then we had to shut down Bardo because of COVID. So yeah. we were building a restaurant out. Then COVID hit in. It was, it was, on, it wasn't a good place, but we figured it out. And right after we were able to reopen for COVID, we just went right into Vana and it went over very well. Awesome. Yeah. So COVID sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did yeah, suck. COVID, COVID did. did some damage. It, for in a for lot those of, of us that like to frequent restaurants as well, it was like shit. What a, I downloaded DoorDash, which oh. feels like a toxic thing that I did to myself for I, a while. Yeah. yeah, we had to transition Bardo into trying to do takeout. Food. Yeah, I mean that was the most stressful thing for me was 
at least once a week, I wanted to make sure I went to a restaurant that I loved if they were doing any anything at all. And, and then I would be like, who do I get to patronize tonight? Because it was like, but what if this person needs it more? Like, you know, it was yeah, very no, stressful. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. And because certain restaurants do takeout because that's what they're known for. <laughs> so when all the, these good restaurants had to shut down and, and sort of transition into that, that's the support we were getting. You know, it wasn't flocks of people saying, I want Bordeaux to go food. It was more people's like, let's support this business. So when this is done, the doors are still open. And that was the support we got for that. So. Yeah. But so we appreciate people like you because yeah, that was terrible. Well, You're welcome. You know, stop it. Stop okay. it. All right. So that's the last couple of years. But let's go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. How far? Chef Michael. Um, we admittedly don't know a whole lot about you. Uh, because I, re- I resisted the urge to do a whole lot of research because I feel like it's more fun to yeah. just get to know it, getting to know you. Um, <laughs> but where did you get your start in, in the industry? Give us like the the elevator pitch of like what's your background and your resume that led you to um, opening Bardo four years ago in Charlotte? Yeah, so this career path sort of happened by accident. It wasn't something that I was remotely interested in and no even thought about being a chef. So I got arrested skateboarding. <laughs> was that uh, locally, like Charlotte? No, it was in Pittsburgh. So okay. this all started in Pittsburgh, and most things like that. Yeah, I was I was skateboarding <laughs> down a highway, and I had oh. uh, Milwaukee's best flying out of my backpack, and there was a cop <laughs> behind me. So um, that was my thing with skateboarding. So uh, are you from Pittsburgh? Yeah, I was born in Pittsburgh. Your accent just came out when you said the word cop. That was the first time that I've heard it. Yeah, East Coast. <laughs> I thought it went away, but no. I there's guess, a little a little taste of it I in go, there. Everyone in has there. one or two words. I don't know if you know this. Oh my god! But I'm from Texas, and there are certain words that if you say it, it just comes out like texture. Is <laughs> a word I just can't say without sounding like. Anyway, yours is cop. You sounded like you're from Boston. Yeah, a little I, bit. but cop. I still say red up. Do you got no what red is, up. What is no, that? What's red up? Like red up the room, clean up. Huh? That's. That's you feel for clean up? Yeah. Red up? Red up. I've never heard that in mm-hmm. my three yeah, I, I still life. say it all the time. And it's I, like, I catch myself. I'm like, that just sounds so bad. Well, we've learned something new today. <laughs> we learned that, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we're gonna, we get to broaden gonna, out our is, audience. Is the current current tense like read up? I'm going to read up the room or red up? Red. Like R-E-D? Like you're going to just Have you spread heard this blood before, everywhere? No. It's, no. I don't know. I, I stay with my grandma a lot. That was her, <laughs> that was her jam. Red, red up the house. Grandma's grammar might be a little complicated. Yeah, red up the crayons. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> anyway, so we're on a skateboard, Milwaukee's best. Yes. In Pittsburgh with some well, cops. Yeah, that, but that's how it started. I went, I, cops took me home. I was young. I didn't go to jail, but they, he put me in cuffs, took me home. And my mom was like, okay, and you got to go get a job. Like, I understand you like to skateboard all day, but you need to find time, something yeah. to do yeah Smart so mom. literally skateboarded a, th- a fourth of a mile down the street and got a dishwashing job I, was, I went back home and I was just like I got a job she's like okay and and in your mind at this point I'm sure it's just like a job yeah right? I was like cool I was like beer money skateboard money <laughs> yeah that, yeah but um it was a, it was a really good restaurant in Pittsburgh like I didn't I didn't know anything about quality restaurants and the guy took me in and washing dishes and I stayed there for probably a year doing that and slowly started to slip over to the dark side and (laughs) he let me cook and prep and that's where it started what was it that drew you in for like what's the thing that you it was the chaos it was yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it was it was controlled chaos. It Someone was, willing to fly off of a moving vehicle on a regular basis. It's yeah. just like, yeah, chaos. That yeah. makes sense for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> because he was such a calm guy and such a just such a good a very, very good guy. And but when it was service, he was a different person and I was like, That's really cool yeah. to see him handle business. And it was like it was him, his son, and me. It was three people in this restaurant for probably thirty people. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, it was impressive. That I totally understand the idea of the, the controlled chaos because I remember waiting tables in college and feeling that sense of like adrenaline when you're like, I'm in the weeds. I got nine tables right now. Yeah. I don't remember what I'm putting this POS <laughs> right now, but I'm doing it. <laughs> you just keep going until it's over. And then it's, yeah, the adrenaline sticks around and then you count your tips at the end of the night. And you're like, I survived. It's not too bad. Yeah, it was, it was a weird way to look at it too. It was, it was such a good time killing time in a kitchen you know if you're at work it was the best way to kill time mm. and the more tasks I took on like I, I really learned how to um, sort of multitask in a kitchen yeah and the more stuff I was doing the more accomplished I felt and I was like and I, I sort of became good at it and yeah. you know I became a, a, a cook there a full-time cook um, but yeah I just loved the energy it was very bizarre feeling because I remember it. I remember it. I was like, this is weird. And I was like, I want to be a chef. That's awesome. But I didn't say chef. I was like, I want to cook. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to wash dishes anymore. Just yeah. like the train Dramatic conductor train. over there wants to. I want to cook too. We're doing move, Imagine that job. That would be weird. That's a scary job. I don't want that job. It's a lot of responsibility. It's, I assume there's still people that do it, but it, it never feels like there's people involved. I, I think true. the only thing he has to worry about is someone stopping on the tracks. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. No one wants that yeah. on the job. Yeah. Um, so as far as that that start, and that, that was your initiation into the industry. Initiation. Your initiation, <laughs> right? You cut your teeth there. What led you to... Um, obviously, and and for those of you that don't know, Bardot is is a very different kind of restaurant than just like a a run of the mill. You go in, you order off a regular menu, and it used to be a la carte, like you said, but now it's more of a, a chef tasting menu. So, talk to us a little bit about that journey from going from starting in the industry as a dishwasher and working up through the ranks to becoming part of this this larger sort of culinary movement of like the chef tasting menus. Yeah. yeah. After that, my first spot, you know, I was like, okay, put your time in there. And this is when you start to realize, okay, if you want to grow, you need to work for other people. So I went to the very few selected places in Pittsburgh. This was Pittsburgh back in 2002, three, not a lot going on. So once I got to that point, I was, I ended up at a place, um, and it was my first sous chef position, and I was super young. Very, very good mentor of mine who owned that place. I did that, and I was just like, after a year and a half there, I was like, where else is there to go? There's nowhere to go. So I moved. I moved. I literally went home, filled out my resume, sent some places in Chicago, and I was like, I'm moving to Chicago. If you're going to cook, right? Chicago. Yeah. So, the, and that's where, that's, I think that's where the magic happened. That's when I was like, this is oh. next level. Like, this is how you really do this. What was the magic? I mean, where where did you land? It was uh, so I landed at Moto. Um, this is 2006. Moto was a restaurant ran by uh, Omar Cantu. He was a I, like I can't express it. Like I just feel like you have to do the research on the guy. He had so much going on, but he was the he was a, a pioneer in 
Do you know who Fran Adria is in Spain? Yeah. El Bully. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, this, Omar was doing this in America. Like, he started this stuff in America. He was okay. doing the molecular gastronomy. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say it was the best probably move for me still learning how to cook because it was a lot of science. It was a lot of mm. stuff going on that wasn't cooking. It was yeah. more science. But on how the kitchen runs and the discipline in the kitchen and the yes chef mentality, that's that was the spot to be for me. It was it was pretty cool. But So I did a stage. Do you know what mm-hmm. stage is? Yeah. Yes, yes, we learned about that from our friend. <laughs> okay, so I stage there and he's like, okay, you have the job. And I was like, I, I can't move for six months or whatever. So during that stage is when I went showed up in Chicago by myself with a backpack and, you know, did my thing for two nights. It was a two night stage. I fell asleep on the line because I didn't sleep on the way there. It, I was up for almost, I would say 76 hours. Oh my God. At, yes. Cause we were, we were working. My stage started at 10 in the morning. I got done at 3 AM and it was a two day stage. And I re I, I'm not kidding. I remember falling asleep, like standing up. Yeah. He offered me the job. I was like, he, I was like, I don't know how I got that job. <laughs> Um, he's like, when you can come back, he's like, can you come back soon? And I said, well, I could sublet all this stuff and and move my stuff. So it was about five months later than, than me, my really good friend of mine moved out there and the journey started, but yeah, I, I scattered around a lot of places in Chicago. And then how did you make your way to Charlotte? Why Charlotte? Yeah. Why Charlotte? (sighs) Family. Oh, so there's family here. Yeah. Okay. And back to the East coast. So, you know, better time zone. Yeah. So I, I was working for this good friend of mine, his name is Jake, and we did um, a pop-up. He had a pop-up out of his apartment. So it was him and I cooking in his apartment for 12 people a night max, but the menu was 22 courses. It was, oh, my it God. Was, yeah, it was him and I only, so Friday, Saturday service, and that was it. And it got to a point where it was doing so well that it turned to a brick and mortar, and I was supposed to be his chef de cuisine at the brick and mortar, but then we found out we were having a baby, and at that time, we we were like, we were really like, do we stay here? Or do we mm-hmm. not stay here? But we just decided to take a leap to Charlotte because yeah. we had family. We have family in Florida, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and my sister was here. So yeah, cool. it was like mutual ground. Absolutely. Then I was like, um, I'm going to open a restaurant. Well, Charlotte, thanks you. <laughs> yeah, we do. Thank you for bringing some of that Chicago energy our way. How long after you got here and what was the process of coming up with the idea of Bardot and, and how long did that take you to really like bring it to life? It was an off and on thing. Like, believe it or not, cause my business partner lived in Arizona and him and I were really good friends and we had a couple too many beers one night and we're like, let's open a restaurant together. And that's, that's how it initially started. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So there was just some leeway on him moving to Charlotte. And it was basically like, once he got here, we were going to just go after it. And, and so when he got here, we started looking for spaces and we found good old Mint Street yeah. when nothing was down there. Exactly. Nothing. I lived in the suburbs, so it's like we got down there. I'm like, this place looks cool, <laughs> not knowing what that street was at one time that nobody ever goes there. <laughs> but, but if you look at it now, it's insane. It's the place to be. I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on on yeah, that street yeah. that is just... Um, there's a lot developing. A lot, of, and a, lot think, of, a lot of clubs going on. But. That's very true. <laughs> and, and a lot of, of just different styles of things moving in. I think I live out in the suburbs, too, in Steel Creek, and we just got an Outback Steakhouse. So yeah. it's nice to see. Um, and obviously, I make the trek in. I'm not going to go 
eat at Alpha. No offense to Alpha, Listen, but like I'm I don't, not a I don't an want awesome that. blossom. Like uh, exactly, <laughs> little blue cheese don't on be your steak. On yeah, it. Come on. Is it an awesome blossom? I don't know. What's it called? It's blooming, blooming onion. Blooming onion. I don't know. <laughs> Why do I know that even? I don't even know. Ugh. I don't think I've ever had one. I've Wait, had a we're steak. gonna have to go right now. I've had a I've steak had with blue cheese on it. I have. I've no. It's been. I think I ate there in college. It was the last time. But I think there's. It's been an exciting thing in the last decade watching. Spaces that looked abandoned and sort of dilapidated. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it really is. Become something really yeah. interesting and and enticing in a way that isn't just like, I don't know, again, when I first moved here, it was like uptown was like the bougie place to be. Yeah. And it was, that was sort of it. Or like, no, Don Plaza Midward were cool, but still just not even really on the cusp of where they are now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in the really old spaces when it comes to, just style and character. So like Bordeaux, I mean, I, to me, it's it was an old space. It was something before that. It was something before that. It was something before that. I mean, it's a very simple restaurant, but the shell is is cool to me. A yeah. lot of a lot of things opening right now are just steel frames and, and glass, and it's like that's never been Jason's style or my style. Hmm. Um, even with Vana, like we we I think we lucked out on the Vana space, just aesthetic wise and, and location and. He has a he has a knack for finding spaces. He's very good at that. That's I, awesome. I love the vibe at Vana for sure. Uh, yeah. It's very well. Cozy. You went not long ago, yeah. I, I went in February and it was snowing outside. Oh. It was the inaugural. I think it was the inaugural um, Colleen and Abby's monthly Munch Fest. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's a, a thing all to her own. <laughs> good friend of mine, Colleen, who is also a friend of the podcast here. Um, she, she hands had, out our business cards like she does. at random places. Yes, which we we'll love give you, you as well. We love you so much. Um, and so we had, we just want to continue to to set up time to get together. And so she and I love to go out to eat. So we started doing this. Let's go to all the places we talk about all the time, and we just don't make the time. And so Vano had been on our list. We've been talking about it since it had opened. And so we finally were like, let's do it. We made it happen. And we walked in, and I was just like, oh, because, again, it's cold and snowing, snowing. outside. Oh, and then yeah. the fire is right in there, like the, the open fire where they're cooking everything. I haven't been. Different. I haven't well, been to we, Vana. Okay, well, we need to talk about both Bardo and yeah. Vana and about the vibe So has, has the structure at Bardo changed as far as, like, you, you've got, like, an open concept there where you can see the preparation going on? Is that yeah, still open, how it goes? Yeah, that's how I – that's definitely how I like to open restaurants. It's I don't like – yeah. We put in too much work to, uh, I, I say, I said this before to hide in the back. It's like, it, we're not, it's not that we want to be seen, but it just feels, you deserve the credit. It feels cohesive to me. It just makes sense. And, and I think people like seeing that. Yeah. They like to see what's going on. Like you see everything. It's, you know, we actually talked about this recently with chef Sam Hart of counter and that it's choreographed you know, it's a dance, it's complex and it's chaotic and it's beautiful. And I just love being in the middle of that and being able to see everything happening all at once, all around It becomes performative where we get to take part in the experience on a more meaningful level and watching. We get a little peek behind the curtain and as foodies and nerds, that's super enjoyable for us because you're right. There's so much that goes on behind the curtain, behind the scenes that I think a newer iteration of of culinary is inviting you into that world and being able to see, not that you, like you said, are wanting to do a song and dance for yeah. us, but that you want us to know what goes into it and the care that you're taking yeah. with every single plate that you're putting out. That to me was the most fascinating part was, you know, when somebody's plating something and watching the intensity that they're, that they're spending on every single plate, 
that to me meant I'm being taken care of. And I realized that what's about to be put in front of me is, is very intentional. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the difference in the concepts, right? So, so as in the spaces we've got kind of, you know, open, open kitchen kind of feel, but are Bardo and Vanna just the same thing, but in two different locations or do they have two very different uh, kind of ideas? Yeah, two, two completely different concepts. Talk to me. So <laughs> Bardo is, um, I don't like to use the word elevated. I don't even know how to categorize it, but it's just, it's, very attention to detail. It's um, a lot goes on to the plate. A lot goes into making a dish. Um, not saying that that doesn't happen at Vana, sure. but you know, Jason and I wanted to open something that was a more approachable. You know, you could go there a couple nights a week. You know, yeah. And um, I think we achieved that. A lot more rustic. You know, mm. I don't know how to pick these words, but well, Bardot feels a little bit more like a special occasion, like not not something that you're going to experience all the time. And I would think that Vana is a not like it's less elevated, but more accessible. Accessible is a yeah. great word. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't like to think Bardot is a, a special occasion. It it, it, it I mean it's, it's it's birthday anniversary date night graduation yeah. party. Yeah, it's not like okay, let's go. <laughs> You know, we get, and we get the select few that just say, "Okay, let's walk by and have dinner." Yeah, and like great, but that's that's where Vana stands in, and that's why we try to we're you know, we're moving for it. I mean, always elevating Bardot to just do the best food we can do. What are some examples? So we talked about the amazing, you know, like rice and steak that you have had. Yeah. But what are some of the examples? So you have a new menu, a tasting menu at Bardot. I don't know if it's that new, actually. Uh, we, well, I, it's we, been a minute since I've that's been. Fair. So uh, that's my fault. We but. started. I sort of always had a vision of Bardo being a tasting menu restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really launch that when we opened it because I didn't know as much as I should have known about Chart. Like, like I should, I didn't really dive into the research and what was going on. We, you know, me and Jason had a lot going on. So I, we, we kept with sort of our mantra of the food, but we did a la carte service. But once the pandemic ended, we're like, let's just do it. Let's move into the yeah. tasting menu and, and the tasting menus, is what I've cooked for the past 13 years. That's the only type of restaurants I've been in, have been right. tasting menus in Chicago. So that was sort of my style. Um, so after the pandemic, we were just like, fuck it. It's been, we got, we got to change hmm. um, from doing takeout. Yeah. And let's launch the, yeah. the tasting menu. So what are some of your favorite things that are on the menu right now? Oh, there's been, a, there's been a lot of dishes on there. Maybe um, one stand out. Like what's your, if you had to pick one, that you're like, that's um, the tops. The tops. Uh, we, we had a, and, and weirdly enough to say this, you know, as a, as a chef, you don't sit there and taste every dish. You taste the components and it yeah. makes sense in your head. And it's like little puzzle pieces matching together. And you're like, this is just, this is just going to work. But the one I think that stands out for me was a, um, a tempura maitake mushroom dish that we did with fermented black bean and... Um, there's like herb foam and pickled asparagus and raw asparagus. Yeah, yeah it was. Every, try that. It, it was very cohesive and it, it made sense. It was super good. But we, I mean, right now we have a and I can't pick a dish alone because we have a twelve course menu. We have the seven course menu. We have a five course menu. So everything, in my opinion, is on the menu for a purpose. So what I don't are you like doing to pick tonight, favorites. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you ever have people come in and they're like, I'll just do the five course, and then they're like, just kidding, I want to go for twelve now. Yeah. It, does that happen all the yeah. time? You get to upgrade halfway through. <laughs> it yeah. does. Yeah, they upgrade. We're going for it. Yeah, they upgrade because the twelve is a commitment. I mean, the twelve sure. twelve can take three hours. But that's Which, what you this is my favorite for. time yeah. to spend is is coursed meal like a long time sitting at a, at a table that's the only way i like to eat i mean that's not true i like to eat all the time but yeah, all I the love, time. that's I love my favorite way too, so yeah. yeah yeah where everything's very intentional too mm-hmm. again and you can 
I think Abby and I have a similar personality flaw or strength, depending, depending. on who we're, who we're in company with. But um, there's a certain like power that comes with choosing what you what you want to eat, right? And at a normal restaurant, I get I like want to know what everyone at the table is ordering because mm-hmm. so I don't, don't want to order the same, same thing. I want to make sure I can get a bite of that. But there's some there's something really nice for someone with our personality, I think, to just like give over the control. Yes. To say like, let I the know, experts tell. I know me. you got this, and I'm not going to worry about it, and I'm just going to enjoy the experience for what it is. I think that's a really delicate balance that the further along in my age I get, the like harder it is to come by because yeah. I I know what I like. Well, yeah, you, you don't have to think. You, yeah. you yeah. Sit down and you're like, okay. I'm going to eat and it's going to be good, but I don't have to think about what I want to eat. Well, I'm willing to take risks now that I wouldn't have made those choices on my own, right? By someone taking that option away from me to Mm. choose, I'm experiencing things I would otherwise likely have never picked for myself. Like this example of this, this tempura maitake mushroom thing, I would never have picked that, but I'd probably be really excited. I generally do not like mushrooms, but I try them all the time. And this seems like everything you were describing, that sounds like an amazing plate to me and it would be delicious. Yeah, it was, it was yummy. But you, but piggyback on that, you you get to select a few people that make a reservation and come in and just are just lost from the start. Yeah. The, the, wait, so I don't get to order everything, and it's like. <laughs> well, you do, but how big is your credit card limit? <laughs> uh, well, well, it's it's not seeing what you're ordering because mm-hmm. at Bordeaux, you when you make a reservation, you pick what menu you want. So mm-hmm. you want the five, seven, twelve. You put that on on your reservation, and and we know what we're cooking. So I think when they sit down and don't see a menu, they it's get discerning. They're like, yeah, they're like, um, what's what is going on? You know, we ask allergies and restrictions, so we can just cook for you. And ninety five percent of them get it. You know, but there's the few that are just like, I don't understand. It's like a, it's a tasting menu. You got to do a little right. research. Taste I mean, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but then then we sell them. I mean, at the end they're like, that was super cool. It's it's not that they hate it they just never done it before so if you think or know you had COVID-19 you can be around others after 10 days since symptoms first appeared and after 24 hours with no fever without fever reducing medication and after other symptoms have improved if you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you had no symptoms You can be around others 10 days after you got tested for COVID-19. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. And in contrast, Vana, you can go and see a menu. There's yeah. lots of amazing options on the Vana menu. So I went again with Colleen and, and our partners. What was your standout? What's the one oh, dish that you would like? I want to say go it was lamb necks. Lamb oh. neck? Yes. It was so good. I, that plus Yum. the pork just, cheeks, and they were both very rich. I just don't know if that was a plural thing. I didn't know lamb if there neck. was more than lamb one necks. or not. Necks. How many? I don't, I don't know how big a lamb neck is. <laughs> I don't so is either. it one or two? I, I don't assume kind of small. <laughs> and I was like, is it one side or both sides? I don't know how much, how much neck are we using anyway. Lamb necks, lamb necks, one of my favorite things. It was incredible. Yes, so good. And then I also really enjoyed um, the uh, charred vegetables with like a green goddess dressing oh, underneath. Oh, yum. it was amazing. So you were, you were there pretty recent, right? It was like February, yeah. Okay. Of 2022 for those who are listening. Mm. Time travel. Yeah, I need to go. Like, I'd like to go right now. Open? Yeah. Can we go after this? Yeah, they're open. All right, cool. We we might stop by. We might. What's your favorite thing on the Vana menu? 
that question. I know. Mm-hmm. It sucks, it's but like, I like have children. to know. What's your specialty? I'm like, I don't have one. Not like, what your specialty is. What, what you your like what you want to eat when you go and visit. I if I mean it, I can't say that I've ever gone and sat down at Bon and Eight as oh. a guest. Okay. Just like you were talking about components and yeah. tasting and yeah, compiling. Yeah, but if I was hard. going to, I would get a big-ass steak that we have. Okay. So like, when you walk in, Jen, let me kind of visualize for you. So Gotta love you, a big-ass steak. When you walk in, there is this cooler of like dry age, like beautiful hunks of meat just hanging out, and then the big open grill like with fire just coming out of it, and you're I just like, know that. You've never been there. I've never been. Well, I've never been to Bardo. I'm embarrassed. Oh, so we, we had to split them up. Okay. <laughs> she took Colleen, and I was like, I'll Colleen just took me. I don't go anywhere. Steel Creek, <laughs> looking at Outback Steakhouse. Looking out the window, it's, it's raining. Yeah. Oh, you got um, Papa Doc's out there. Papa Doc's, yep. We got, well, we have a new one out there now, Drift. Drift. Did you, have you eaten there? I haven't yet, uh, but I have heard good things. I've heard to go there. Yeah. We want so I live on Lake Wiley on the the North Carolina side, the clean side. The or clean the side. <laughs> mm, mm. I don't know that any of it's clean. No, it's <laughs> probably not. I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, you're good. You're in good company. But yeah. I don't have a boat, but I have an inflatable kayak. So yeah, you we're do. Talking about blowing up that damn kayak and paddling that thing over there. But I'm told that even people with actual boats have hesitated to go, like actually park on the What's it the called? Dock. The dock. Because it's just very, it's much nicer, I think. When I when I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's maybe like Hello Sailor in like Norman where it's a little right. more casual. You can roll up. But this <laughs> but is my like little... pontoon boat. You're talking about Papa <laughs> Docks? <laughs> no, Drift. Oh, so you can roll up the Drift. Yeah, there's like docks out oh, there I that thought you it, can I thought it was up. like a nicer-esque glass. It is. So it is, but they're Which on is... the lake. Okay. So it's, I think there are. It's, so I'm having a hard time, and we'll figure this out, I think, what what the crowd is that they're going for, because it seems like an upscale place. It seemed upscale. When the pictures I saw, it right. seemed a little yeah. upscale. Yeah, flops and, and my Margaritaville right. shirt, or I like, I don't know how many yachts well, live from, on From what I saw in the quietly. picture, I, didn't, I wouldn't think you would wear flip-flops in there, but Exactly. So go. like, yeah, I don't know what kind of like boat wear people got these days, but anyway. You gotta bring a little backpack full of your change of clothes, and then swap it out. Yeah, that's a dedication I'm willing to. Wow, you guys have such good posture. I sit on a desk <laughs> all day. It's, I do this, or I'm going to look like a hunchback when I'm 45. Does this look awkward? No, it looks very. It looks awkward, but it, it's nice. It feels great, isn't Good. it? You're stretching it out. that mid, Get that mid lumbar. back. Yeah, I'm at an age where I need like the lumbar support in my desk chair. I at want work. that posture trainer that like you strap around yourself oh, like a bra. Yeah, and then <laughs> and it like will, like buzz. A waist trainer. Yeah, give me a waist trainer. Give me those dangle beads that tell you if you're getting too fat the middle. I've, I've been leaning over for 20 years. So now you're leaning doing back. important work. That's right. That's the scoliosis goddess. And now. that's one thing I never understood. Like, make, what, make chef tables higher. Now that's I fair. I have this affliction. So I don't have this problem. I'm five nine and some change. I'm five Abby's, zero. You're five zero. Five zero and maybe an eighth. But the doctor was like, that would be a stretch. This is the thing that I catch myself doing in my bathroom. This isn't going to be gross, but the counter is so low that I find myself when I'm like washing my hands in the sink or doing anything, I'm like, why am I hunched over like a monster? The sink is so low. Yours, to be fair, your sink is low because when I am able to notice how low it is, it's low. Like, Was it low for you? It's low for me. Why were you in my bathroom? I'm always in your bathroom. <laughs> well. I'm there a lot. I guess. I'm just working on my posture. You know what? I just watched on, on the Sorry Today Show the recently. Subject. They were like... When you're practicing good posture, have your ears over your shoulders. And when you do that, your neck's so far back, it's like, this is normal? It feels so weird. I can't weird. tell if they're over. But my feels back so feels wrong. great. 
Do you do yoga? No. We should all. Have you ever done yoga? No. Me neither. We should go try it with Sake Sarah. I tried it for five minutes with my sister, and I was like, I can't. I'm in the same boat. It's such a trendy thing. Everyone's like, Namaste and stuff. And I want, I want to try it because I (laughs) feel like I need to get over that hump because I'm super inflexible. Still Creek is nice. It's getting there. We'll get some. If we could get a couple of good restaurants that aren't Outback, I would be Let happy Let me ask about you, because you know, I used changing. to live... I think it's... Yeah. I used to live just inside the loop near the Carolina Place Mall. So like I was at Pineville, right? Essentially. Better, better options that way. Yeah. So. China, Chinatown in, in Steel Creek. Chinatown? I've never been to Chinatown. You got to go try no. it and report back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this shit down. I'm not on Tryon, right off um, wherever the Publix is. Yeah. Huh? Do you know what I'm talking See, about? See, I go to Moss. You go to Moss, which is right Masa there. Over Earth there. Fair is right the, there across the street. Earth Fair? Yeah. You ever been to no, it's open. No, it's not. Yes, it is. They reopened. The one on Tryon? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like to eat out. We do, too. Let us know when you want to go. Yeah, <laughs> we'll meet real. you there. Uh, we've got a lot on our list of things to, yes, we do. to enjoy. Vana and Bardo, again, is one of ours. Do oh. you? So how often do you guys change the menu at Bardo? Bardo, um, the, the, we don't really ever have a full menu swap. Okay. It's more a couple dishes at a time. Mm-hmm. Get them, refine them, get them where they need to be. Then we'll say, okay, we're, we're done with these ones. And sort of that's how the, the menu is working at the moment right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's just a couple dishes at a time. Absolutely. So is it possible to walk in? Or yeah, is absolutely. Like, right, yeah, cool. we encourage walk-ins. Yeah. Okay. I like making those last-minute decisions. Yeah. I think it's super cool when people walk in and, and sit down and like, I'm going to have a tasting menu on a whim. I'm like, I, that's yeah. my style. Like, yeah. I think that's super cool. Tasting menu yeah. on a whim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's a um, more of a weekday thing. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Oh, I'm not going to have a whim on a Saturday night. People I know plan, better than that. People plan on Saturdays. I, yeah, I, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Make me just uh, people's mindset on, on weekends and restaurants in Charlotte. It's like, I have it so calculated or like brunch. Like, mm. Let's go to brunch. Like, let's <laughs> just walk. Just let's walk brunch. to brunch at 1230 on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work out Absolutely well. Because I don't like to wait. I'm not I waiting. You're going to get drunk on Bloody Mary's before you touch to a pick. piece of food. <laughs> I got a bone to pick about brunch because everybody's like, let's go to brunch. One, two o'clock. How dare you say that's brunch? One of these Fauna br- has an amazing brunch. Do you? Way. When yep. does it open? Uh, we open at 1030. Okay, so that's actual brunch. Good. Yeah. That is my time. Yeah. That's when I want to be. It. That's already like my third meal of the day by I that know. point. She's yeah. an early riser. But like on the weekends, sometimes I'm not. So sometimes like, and that's the trouble, like 1130. Yeah, you want to, that, that, that's at that point it's considered breakfast. That's lunch. Brunch. Brecky. 1030 is breakfast. 1030 is breakfast for me. Six is you breakfast. Feel attacked. You feel like Six is breakfast. She on wakes Saturday, up at four thirty. Any day is the I same. Can't. It's all the same. There's no sleeping in. There's going back to sleep after breakfast. I wake up hungry. I eat some breakfast. Then I go take another nap. And then I wake up. And now I'm ready for whatever you're calling this. It sounds like you're doing it right, but I can't. I won't wake <laughs> up for food. It's gonna have to. It be... wakes me up. I don't have a choice. It's That's a little tumble grumblies. It's like a rumbly, tumble, tumble grumblies. Tumble grumblies. A rumbly in my tumblies. So says Got Winnie it. the Pooh. I like it. Uh, I'm not mad. No bother. So talking about brunch and things that are aggravating, obviously Charlotte has grown quite a bit. Um, what are the places that on your night off you want to go eat? Like where where is the place that Chef Michael is like, I'm going there for dinner oh, tonight? Man. Um, or like your favorite bar cocktails? Drop Name drop for us. I don't get out. I mean, it's it's restaurants and, you know, I have kids. I'm not, I don't 
You were not the when, first like if guest us, if, to say Yeah, this. if you were yeah. to say, hey, how would you... Back in Chicago, I could name a thousand spots, but... Do you ever go back to visit? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a while. I'm going in like two weeks. It's great. Work. It's a beautiful city. So you city. can get some, some recommendations. I will. But don't give me... I mean, I have my favorite spots. You know, I love Chinese food. I love Mexican food. Mm. Um, What's your gonna, favorite Mexican joint? I'm not going to tell you my guilty it's pleasure. It's Tacos on Nevada. <laughs> He's Why keeping it secret like, so that it's, it stays it's there. It's Sapor. I like Sapor. I love Sapor. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they, you can build your own burrito. Yeah. And I build it like how I would have it in, in, in Chicago. Please tell, yeah. please describe but, your, but your they, burrito. It's carne, mm-hmm. cilantro, onions, and that's it. You're great. Oh, you're building yeah. a street taco, but yeah. in a burrito. In a burrito. Just a ton. And they, they bulk it up, and but they have to, <laughs> they have to, cook it on the flat top so it gets crispy yeah, like, yeah. a lot of times you, you get them and they're just it's not that like they have no. to crisp it up mm-hmm. and that's like that that was my jam in chicago so, so i'm fussed with the burritos that are full of rice and filler oh, it's, no. it's just no, like no, no, no. my body and, doesn't eat all that and they're always like no rice no it. beans i'm like no yeah, just want, give me what i'll I'll tell you what I want i just ordered what i really yeah. really want <laughs> so yeah that's, that's it and i i mean i have my favorite chinese restaurant in pineville and chinatown uh wan fu Okay. I like Guanfu. It's also a beautiful building. It is. It's gorgeous. It's, been there, it's mm-hmm. been there since 1983. Yeah. Oh, Have you ever gotten like the beautiful like fried fish that's a whole... It's my favorite dish. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. What kind of fried? Like, uh, it's usually a snapper. snapper. It's yeah. usually a red snapper Ooh. and they, they score it and they fry it yes. and put it with this like... It's like salt, like a chili. I don't even know. Yeah. It's, it's so good. There's a lot going on, but it's... Yeah. You, it's a fried fish. Okay. It's like fried okay. chicken. It's but amazing. Fish. Yeah. The whole fish. And you get to pick around all yeah. the stuff, which is and my it's like favorite a part. Bent. Is it a little bent? Yeah. It's a little <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So now it's like my, my, my nights, you know, it's a, what do my kids want? That's the question. How so old are your kiddos? She's going to be six. He just turned eight. So okay. my daughter, my daughter's going to be six in July, mid July. And my son just turned eight. Are they picky eaters? Very. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Is there some pressure with that? It's like, very. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. No, the tough thing is, is it's yin and yang, mm. and I'd like to give. I sort of. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've always been like that, but I give them a choice. Like, what do you guys want for dinner tonight? One will say this, the other says that, and it's mm-hmm. like to find that happy medium. Yeah. So you're not cooking two, three meals. Yeah. That's tough. When I was a kid, it was like it's hamburger helper, or you don't eat. For me, it- that's exactly how it was for yeah. me a kid too, and I would eat oh, yeah. the hell out of the hamburger yeah. helper. Yo, it was cheeseburger delicious. macaroni is my jam. <laughs> it, my mom loved to cook like kielbasa. Oh, and bread. Even- Can you say that again? Kielbasa. Is that how you say it? Yeah. How do you say it? Kabasa. Oh, kabasa. Kabasa. Kielbasa. Some people I say kabasa. Kabasa. Some people say kielbasi. Kabasa. I've heard Pittsburgh. Gonians. Kabasi. Can I have a kabasi? No, it's kabasi. Okay. See? How weird. There it goes. <laughs> kabasi sandwich. Kielbasa. Kab- down in And sauerkraut. We didn't sauerkraut. know it was sauerkraut. It was literally just like the link fried in a pan and like split up between us and my mom's going to kill like, me for sharing this Sounds so good. I can't even smell it now without being averse to it. Did she do vegetables or just the meat? There was, it was sometimes we would have, do you remember like the gold bag of like broccoli rice casserole that you could like make out of the foil bag it was like a gold foil bag now gold it, foil? no it was just like a like a bag of rice and you would just and it had like some dehydrated broccoli bits in it and it was like that was like our side okay cool, we cool. did that for everything oh, the, the, you're talking about the uncle ben's it was like mahatma or something but yeah, yeah like two minute boil. Oh, yeah it, it was yeah. amazing but yeah it, it was like my that i would eat forever i can't find it anymore but 
I know there yeah. are other. I think it's versions. like I think it's like Nor now. Makes yeah, something that, like that. Yeah, go. I'm a huge fan. But my my shit was fried bologna. Ooh. Yeah. White I bread. I would eat that right now, though. White bread. You take the bologna. You put an X in it. And there you, you go. Put it in a frying pan and you put ketchup and I can't stand ketchup. It's, Why the X? What's the X? It helps. Help, yeah, it helps it crisp. It gets you get like all the air and the heat and it curls. Yes, because if you were to put it in a pan, it would oh, bubble, it'd up. bubble up like a so contact that gets lens. Super crispy. Yeah. That is the best. <laughs> My mom made some goodies. Hell yeah. We were like casserole kids, man. We grew up on like the chicken casserole with the um, rice or uh, cornflakes. E- not cornflakes. It was like cornbread stuffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, chicken that's, that's and like fancy. everything was that. like uh, cream of mushroom soup and everything. We had so that that's one thing. The only thing I had that I would eat with mushrooms in it growing up was my mom would make pork chops, which were cooked to death, flavorless pork chops. Sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, and like mom. white mushy rice with cream of mushroom, just mixed into white rice. You didn't put that sugar and side. butter on your rice, did you? No. I know people that grew up like that. That was not and a I, thing we did. It's amazing. Sugar and what? Sugar and butter. That's grits. On oh, like white rice. Gross. Salt and butter. Salt and salt butter, butter sure. Yeah. Sugar and butter on rice. Yeah. I, I mean, knew some people. Ugh. I mean, they have diabetes now. But. I mean, that's rice pudding without the cream, I guess. I guess, I but it's like, I don't know. You do what you got to do to make a kid eat something, right? Yeah. <laughs> but my, I mean, my mom did a good job. I mean, I loved it. If I was to make mm. that stuff for my kids, they'd be like, what the fuck? There's <laughs> classics that I've tried. It. Like, we, there was a, uh, a chicken casserole out of the, I think it was the Better Homes cookbook that my mom has that she still has like annotated I notes in. It was a, a wild rice and and chicken and curry. It was like a like that a green curry powder thing, and I made it. And I was like, I'm gonna make my own cream sauce kind of thing instead of the like cream and mushroom crap. Yeah. And it had all of the nostalgia that I needed. Uh, and I like tripled the amount of curry powder because you know Better Homes heard that. Heard That's it. for you actually. <laughs> I like it. Oh, thank you. I I still have half of this one, wow. but I'll help. Um. But yeah, I like I I love trying to take the the nostalgia that I grew up with and sort of like make it my own. Yeah. It feels like a fun challenge. I love that that you're taking on like I can still have the memories but still like mm. add my little twist to yeah. it whereas I just panic. I'm not above and go, it. What does the recipe say and I can't deviate from it cuz I'll panic. Aww. But also, I mean, we we grew up obviously making a ton of like Mexican food because I'm from Texas and Oh, she's from Texas. My mom would make these things that I was talking about the the mushes, but this like, you know, frying up a quesadilla or whatever is great. <laughs> Chef, what was like an exotic food to you growing up? Like it, you grew up in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I didn't have one. Like it was no? yeah, it was it was my mom had a very regimented weekly dining schedule mm. and it was um and I, I know it off by heart, and I never, it was spaghetti, then it was refried spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. best thing it ever. It is good. What is that, though? So it's leftover spaghetti that you put in a pan, okay. and it you up. smush it, and let so it get like crispy. crispy, then you flip it over and let it get crispy again. And oh my God. Yeah, then it's it like was, a frittata. Uh, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> then there was um, cooked to death um, flank steak. Mm-hmm. That she'd marinate in like vegetable oil and, and herbs, and it was so okay. good. Fried chicken. Fried chicken is like pretty awesome. That's, I mean. And she'd make it. Like oh. she, yeah, she'd, she'd grease flying everywhere. And then there was uh, my all time favorite was shit on a shingle. Hell yes. yeah. Love shit on a shingle. Chip, chip beef? Chip beef and cream of mushroom. Yep. Oh shit. Which is mind blowing to me because chip beef in a a glass jar that you could see at the grocery store is like seven dollars. Yeah, for like five little pieces. It's a I'm delicacy like, now. Yeah, I'm like, was that like our? Was that like our? <laughs> right? Did was that our? Bougie <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and things have changed a lot, right? So like spam used to be very affordable and now Never had spam once in my life. I have no? had, I didn't have it until I went to Hawaii in 2014 and had musubi musubi which is yeah, you know the thing like, with, rice, like the rice and then and then it's got like a like a little sauce on it and then wrapped up in seaweed it blew my mind and like there's spam everywhere in in Hawaii which makes total sense So is it um, pork? It's like it's a, a pork blend. So, it, so <laughs> it's, it's a process. So it's like bologna. Yeah, yeah. It, you'd like it. It's like Honestly, a hot did you dog. Like, did you like Vienna sausages block. growing up too? Ugh. No, oh, I loved. No, those. I, I was never like I like bologna in the sense when it was thin. Yeah, yep, yep. And crispy, but I couldn't just sit and there I and eat a chunk do, of bologna. I think they do that with spam, where they cook mm-hmm. it enough so that it's like kind of caramelized, and you get some of that flavor. Yeah, you you sounds... can do it in very similar ways that you can do bologna. So I said, check it out. Mm-hmm. You can make it happen. It's good. I will go buy a can and try it. Yeah, don't just. Eat it out of the can, though. Like, yeah, but my, do my, your bologna style on it, and then it'll be good. My guilty jam is uh, sardines. I like oh sardines. Oh, my God. I love sardines. Out of a can. This and an- is so more, funny. I would say more so anchovies, though. But yeah. just anchovies. We would do... This is, this is so specific, and nobody else that I knew growing up did this, but we would go grocery shopping with my mom, and we would get a can of... I think it was sardines, and a can of smoked oysters and eat them on Ritz crackers while we were unloading groceries. Oh, this awesome. was like a weird ritual. And to mean, this day. Unloading at home? Like the groceries. The groceries. We would like unload brought. the groceries from the car. Uh, we would like get those at the store and pop them open as soon as we got home. And that was like our... As you're whistle while unlo- you work, yeah, exactly. I thought you were like grocery shopping and your mom's like, we got to get a snack in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eat them no. at the store. It's so crazy. Like I think about what like your parents did and how it affects you because my mom loved anchovies. Mm. And I was like... I didn't start to like him more until later in life. Yeah. It's like I really liked him, but like I can't, or if I like build your own pizza, mine's always crispy pepperoni and extra anchovies. Really? Every I time. I've never had would. an anchovy on a pizza. Yeah, it's amazing. The Ninja Turtles. And it drives me people wrong. crazy because they're like, your pizza smells so bad, but like it, the you fact like- that I eat, like I'm like, I, and even the, when I, people order, when I order the pizza, the workers are like, extra anchovy? Like, like, yeah. Are you, Are you sure? sure? Put those shits on there. Like, let's go. <laughs> well, that's like, for me, when I have a Caesar salad, I want it the fishier yeah. the better. Yeah. That's my favorite Caesar. Is like, the give me point. all that. Otherwise, anchovy. it's ranch. You gotta, yeah. You got to put the, the baccaronis on there. Have you ever read those? What the is Spanish, that? The Spanish white anchovies. Oh, no. no. Talk to me about them. Do you have them at Bardo? They're majestic. At Von, yeah, we've had them at Bardo a couple of times, but we have them at Vaughn on a couple of things, but they're just, they're silver they're mm, so they're silver and the skin's white and black and they're just the most amazing i want this anchovies i want it ever I want it right now i'm trying to go to spain for my honey they come room. in a wheel mm-hmm. and they're just perfect and they literally in whoever, a wheel wait a minute whoever packs them puts them in a wheel and they line them oh, up like wow. soldiers mm-hmm. and they go in a cylinder and this like is it, like a huge it takes thing. hard work yeah like it's like spain and portugal like tinned fish what's the Especially, name of it's it like i'm a huge thing uh buccarones don't ask me how to spell it but okay, buccarones anchovies oh yeah they're yeah well i'm going to portugal in april of next year with friend colleen oh my God. and uh i'm so excited. i wasn't invited <laughs> spain blew my mind that cannot wait i've got two days in spain spain's amazing you're going first so don't be mad you've already been <laughs> in april well we're going in april but i want to go where to like, where to we're going to Aim for Madrid and then Andalusia, like Sevilla and Granada. No, Barcelona. I've been to Barcelona. Have you? Yeah. Okay. yeah it's, it's amazing. Cool city. Uh, and then we did um, uh, Valencia, another place on the coast that I can't remember. Is it Paloma a place or do you just like to drink Pamplona them? is Pamplona. in Spain. Yeah. That's where the yeah. running of the bulls happens. That's right. I did not go there because I don't have a death wish. Sure. But yeah, Spain. I feel like I belong. Like the, we every need to go time to I San watch Sebastian. anything about food there, like I... I'm like, oh, I belong there. Yeah. 
You order a drink, you get a snack. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite restaurants was in Barcelona. It was um, Fran Adria's brother Albert Adria. Yeah. It wasn't tickets. So have you heard of tickets? Uh huh. So we had reservations there. It's like we very went. whimsical, yeah. Very whimsical. Balloons floating in the air, like it's. <laughs> um, and something. My so my sister in law lives there. In Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, cool. And something happened that her reservation we got kicked off the reservation oh, list. Shit. So we went to, it was called uh, Bodega 1900. It was his, his like more uh, like a bistro style restaurant. Okay. Very just chill. Mm. Um, but it was literally anchovies on bread and it's just olives and prosciutto. Man. And it was, like, I was like, this amazing. is the most amazing place ever. And it was, everything was super old. The plates were old. The, the furniture was old. And I was sounds like, like right up our alley. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, I probably liked it better than going to tickets. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, isn't it simple? It's the it best thing simple. that happens when sometimes you stumble into something and it turns out to blow your mind. Well, and I think in Europe specifically, there's like such a, again, high quality ingredients and they just get out of their way. Yeah. I appreciate that simplicity very much. It's like someone with some gastrointestinal, gastro, gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal, some, some tum-tum probs. <laughs> Um, it's nice because I don't have nearly as much of an issue there. Cause I think there's just a simplification of it and I'll it's, not refined it's, things. It's, pure. Yeah, yeah. it's just clean. It's clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll all go to Spain yep, tomorrow. That we'll see great. you guys there. That'd be awesome. Get you at the airport. Um, but any other shout outs? So, so chef Michael, what is next for you? Obviously you've got the two concepts. Is there anything on the horizon that we can sort of give folks a little heads up about to um, have on their radar? Yeah, me and my partner are opening another restaurant <gasps> in the summer, but um, this summer, yeah, like yeah. We're, like in a minute. Can we get? I can't give in. summer <laughs> summer dates, but we're working on it. Yeah, it's going to be another Vana concept. Oh, Excellent. Boy. But we're different location. We're going out towards uh, the Lake Norman area. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So we are very excited about that. Some more to come on that. Yeah. And look forward to it, North awesome. Charlotteans. Yeah. yeah. Keep it on your schedules. That's right. Cool. Uh, it's going to be very nice because we're going to have outdoor seating. Oh, yay. Is it, so that's not what uh, the current Vana concept has. No yeah, outdoor. it's just not the, the space isn't there. Yeah. The, right. The room's not it's there. It's on like Camden somewhere. It's like right, right at yeah? that it's little a, three-way uh, intersection. Yeah, I did that. Try on that one. Summit. Yeah. Right on the corner got it, right got there. It, got yeah, there's, okay. there's nowhere for outdoor seating. Yeah. It's a corner space. Yeah. It would be miserable if people someone are sitting could, out there. If you stretch your leg out, you'd kick someone into traffic. Yeah, but you've seen the windows. We have yeah. the garage door open. So mm-hmm. we try to get oh, you yeah. as, at, as outside as possible. Cool. Um, but yeah, no physical outdoor seating. But yeah, Vonna Lake Norman's going to have that. Awesome. Well, I need to go to Vonna Lake right now. I need to go to Bardo uh, And also like Bardo right, right now. So yeah. um, Chef Michael, thank you so much for joining yeah. us this You're evening. Uh, we really appreciate you. And this was a lovely conversation. Awesome. Had a good time. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, for this batch, my name is Jen. My name's Abby. And this has been Amused Boosh. Queen City Podcast Network.com. <laughs>